Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. So speaking of that, Chris, so we're, we're kind of focusing on KDP here, and I think that that's awesome. Um, so, you know, speaking of KDP and kind of writing your first book, if you're wanting to get into this, what are some of the things, processes, whatever, you know, procedures, what are the things people have to have in place to be successful, to successfully publish a book, to successfully, you know, get this thing going? What are the things that they need to have in place? I, I mean, there's like a list of things, then there's like almost a mental list of things. Like, honestly, I think people just have to commit to doing it. I, I love, I know you, you've run your own challenges. I think running challenges is a great way to get people to actually commit and go through and actually complete uh, a, a, often a small and simple task. Uh, you know, part of the book thing is I do think most people think, oh, I'll write my book. Oh, I don't, that's going to take way too much time. That's way too big of a project. And we're like, no, we're just writing something. And the example I give, and I, I think this helps people kind of conceptualize it, is to find out what they're good at. Because a lot of people say, I'm not good at anything. Like, nobody wants to hear about it. Like, everybody's good at something, even if it's just a hobby, right? Like, if someone's like, like, like your top 10 things, I, I call them the top 10 books. Top 10 things you should know before. And everybody's into some. People collect Pokemon cards. People fix their own cars. People are like, they, they're really into a very specific model of a car. You say, look, these are the 10 things that you need to know before you buy uh, a third generation Corvette. There's your book. And if you are really into third generation Corvettes, you know the answer to that. You know the top 10 things you should know before, you know, and it could be for a profession, right? Top 10 things you should know before you buy or lease your uh, new home, if you should buy or lease a, a car, uh, you know, or, you know, should you buy or rent a house? Uh, you know, 10 things you should know before you hire a lawyer. Like any, everybody has some kind of top, top 10 book in them, right? With the legalization that's going on out there, Top 10 things you should know before you try to do a home grow, right? Top 10 things you should know before you try to brew your own beer. Top 10 things, there's so many of them. And I think that in my experience, the biggest hurdle uh, or the biggest step is completing that outline, complete, completing that, that table of contents. Because if you can put those top 10 things in order, you know, in order for a reader. So a reader, you're not going to tell them about, you know, fermenting before you tell them about ingredients if you're teaching home brewing, right? Once you put it in order and you're happy with the order, it's just filling it in, right? Like if you are actually knowledgeable on a topic, you could write the entire thing in a weekend. And KDP, paperback books, which I really recommend doing the paperback first. You're gonna get so much more a sense of accomplishment of doing it. And then you can always add the Kindle. The minimum page count is 24. And that's front and back. That's 12 pieces of paper, right? That, that's not a lot. And you know, you have your title page and your ISBN page and your dedication page and your table of contents and your chat. Like it's going to fill up super, super fast. Even if yeah. every page is, it chapters one page. And you know, book. KDP has templates that, yep. you know, because we forget about the dedication page and the author page and, the, you know, all of that. So KDP has templates and you can just download the templates in a Word yep. document and then just replace your text there. And it's really, you know, people make it harder than it has to be. But then in that case, you know, Andy and I, we have this sourcing small masterclass. And the reason we did it is because so many people get stuck in analysis paralysis and they don't take action. And so we're just like, just send something in here. We're going to give you all the steps to send something in and you don't have an excuse. Right. And I think that that's the, the case with, uh, with merch or KDP. It's like, just make your first design, just make yep. your first book. You know, so in terms of processes that you have in place, I think you're right. Like a lot of it's 
mental in terms of, all right, I'm just, I'm going to do it by the end of the weekend. Like I'm going to figure out what it is I'm going to write a book about. And that's where people get stuck. They'll be like, I don't know what I'm going to write a book about, you know? Write about what they know. Yeah. Write about what you know. Or you can, I don't know. I, I think the challenge thing does work really well so if people could do a weekend challenge to do so just for the outline just get something done everybody has as microsoft word or open office or google docs like you don't need fancy software um you know you don't have to pick your your page size right so six by nine is very common i write a lot of my books that are kind of like textbook size and four, eight and a half by eleven you know it depends what you want to write uh, but but that's it. But it's really about moving forward and just kind of inch by inch. And I, I have ran it. I've run into a lot of people lately who I feel are asking what I call curiosity questions. So they'll they'll ask a question and I'll, I'll kind of call them out. I'm like, you didn't need the answer to that to move forward. Right. You stopped and used that curiosity question as an excuse to not move forward, because whatever the answer is, it doesn't matter. What does what what size book should I make? Doesn't matter. Six by nine, eight and a half by eleven, seven by it doesn't matter. But if you wait for me to tell you what size book, you're using that. You're using like I need to have Chris Green tell me what size my book should be. And until I get that, I just can't move forward. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back into no, it's an excuse. And I think if, and I do it for myself. If I catch myself asking a curiosity question instead of a hey, I really, I really do need to answer this in order to move forward, then I'll be like, I don't need that answer. I might write down because I'm still curious, like I want to know but I'm not going to let it stop me from moving forward. So I think a good question for people to ask themselves, I see this question posted in a lot of entrepreneur groups and people are always commenting on it. It's the answer to the question. What could you talk about? If you could talk about any, if you can talk about anything, if you had like, if you were forced to talk about something for 10 minutes or what could you talk about for 45 minutes? If you can answer that question, which nearly everybody has an answer to that question. I can talk about playing guitar. I can talk about this. I can talk about that. You know, I have a whole list of stuff I can talk about, you know? So I got a lot of books to write, but you know, if you can answer that question of what could you talk about for an hour without a problem, without people, people having to tell you to shut up. Well, that's what you should write your first book about. <laughs> I, I take it one step further because, you know, I know this is kind of, this is a seller show. People are like out here. Like we're not just selling for fun. Like we're selling because we want to make money and, and, you know, we got bills to pay and, and, and all of these other things. And all of this stuff can be done. Like writing a top 10 book about something, you know, someone's personal hobby or interest, you're really going to make money with that. Uh, maybe, you know, it's possible, but also maybe not. But I do see this as an everything here is a business. And the people that I talk to that I don't think are really picking it up right away. They're like, no, you don't understand that the information that you have, that you're able to put into book format and turn into a physical product that's available for sale, prime eligible on Amazon with trusted reviews and an open return policy, which is going to help with conversions. People are going to trust that purchase. Uh, everything is a business. So if you have information to where, hey, does someone come to you and ask a question and you have an answer? And everybody says, yeah, I can answer people's questions about X or Y or whatever. Like when you find out what they're good at, what their hobbies are, what they know, what, what their passions are, and you say, could you answer people's questions about that topic? And when they say yes, you say, then you're in business. And they're like, why? Who's going to pay me for that? Who's going to pay me to answer? If, if I'm, a, I'm not a car guy. My battery was dead from the COVID stuff because I didn't go anywhere for months. I jumped it once, it came back to life, and then it died again. I don't know. I don't care. I could probably figure out how to replace a battery. Do I want to do that? No. I got it jumped one more time, and I took it over there and walked back because I'll just drop off the car. No one needs to come get me from the car place. I don't want to mess with it, right? But if I had a buddy that could say, hey, you know how to fix this? 
He'd be like, yeah, I know how to fix it. That's valuable information. Now to a buddy, he's going to be like, no, I'm not going to charge you, you know, to tell you how to replace your bed. That's like so easy, but it's not easy for me. I don't know how to do that. I would have to watch YouTube videos or hire somebody to do it. That is valuable to me. So if you can, and this is how I try to make it as simple as possible. If you can answer people's questions about a topic, you have value to give. And some people out there are going to pay you for it. Not everybody. I'm not saying you're going to, like everybody in the world is going to come to you for an answer, but some people will. And you can put that information in a consumable physical product on demand on Amazon. You can try this out. And if it doesn't work, hey, all you did was learn how to publish a book, right? That's a valuable piece of information in itself. But if it does work, people start buying your book. You start building a community. You start growing an email list. You start becoming a personality who teaches people how to fix cars on the internet. And now you're making $7,000 a month in YouTube ad revenue while you never ship a single product? I don't know. That seems like something that'd be interesting to work towards instead of, hey, we're out of inventory. Do you think Target's had a clearance this week? Because like, oh my gosh, I come from that world. I would not want to rely on the clearance cycle of local retailers in order to put food on the table, right? That's like some gravy money. Like, that's some fun shopping. Hey, we got some, we made seven grand off of Target. Uh, yeah, but you don't know if you're gonna make that next month. This, you're building something, your own, you're building your own audience, your own, uh, your own community, your own business versus flipping Disney stuff, you know? Like, Chris, I think that's an, uh, an awesome point. And what people don't realize and why I seriously love uh, KDP and print on demand is, is that catalog never goes away. And like you said, there's no inventory there. So you start with one book, then you have two, then you have three, then you have four. And right now, you know, imagine if you wrote a keto book like five years ago when it was just like fringe and you're like, who's going to read this? Like, this is a fringe diet. Nobody even knows about this, but I'm into it, you know, like maybe somebody else is and you were, you know, you were already set up to be one of the first when, when keto started growing, then all of a sudden they're buying your book and, and you did it three years ago. And back then, you know, maybe it just made you like 10 bucks or something. And now you're, you're selling the crap out of it. Um, I love how it compounds. I used to be in the app business. And at one point I, I got up to about 30 um, uh, mobile apps and it was just like, it was so cool. Cause I knew that I, I had the process down. Once I got the process down, I was like, I just keep launching these apps and every one of them would make me more money and more money and more money and more money. And um, it's kind of the same, I think for print and demand and, uh, and, and Kindle direct on that note, do you have any uh, kind of processes in place? And can you share, I know you don't have to give us, you know, that processes are kind of a secret sauce. I know, but you know, just give us an example of, you know, maybe like, either how you come up with your book ideas. I know you mentioned uh, hobbies. That's always a favorite one for my even private label. Like, what are you into? That's a great place to start to get over that paralysis analysis. And like, even if it doesn't sell, you know, just get it out the door. You kind of talked about that, but do you have any kind of higher level stuff in terms of coming up with, with ideas that you think are going to be successful on, on uh, Kindle direct? Well, I definitely suffer from too many ideas right because it, it's probably you could probably call this a flaw of print on demand because it's free and because there's no like financial commitment it's like well where do you start right do i want to should i make a keto book do should i make a, a dopamine detox book right i don't know if you follow that dopamine detox is kind of kind of get a little popular it's kind of become this next thing that everybody wants to talk about and it's not that you had to be the keto guy you just had to say hey this keto thing's kind of trending a little bit you know what i'm gonna put a keto book up just in case right? Like, like you don't have to, I mean, you should be an expert in what you're, you're, you're putting out there at least cite sources, but I'm not a keto expert, but I guarantee in a week I could write a book about keto because I could go read forums. I get all the right information. I could link back to you know, legitimate sources uh, and all those things. So you can, you can try to spot trends early and try to try to ride them. Um, I'm trying to launch a, a, a series of notebooks right now with partially because of the style of the notebooks and partially because of 
the marketing opportunities. So I could hold one up and say, hey guys, where, where can I send your free notebook? That's right, completely free, I'll send it to you. Or I might do a dollar. I'm, I'm on the fence about get your credit card out or not. Probably gonna go with the dollar. Um, and yes, I will lose money if all they do is get the one. But you know, it's gonna lead into a funnel and says, hey, if you wanna get five notebooks and get the whole collection, whatever it is, pick them all up for 20 bucks, whatever the numbers are, to where you know, X percent, take those, then I'm not gonna lose money and I'm building a, a customer list and it's notebooks, they're gonna to wanna to buy more in the future and I come out with new designs and all these things. And then I'm like, oh shoot, I'm supposed to be doing the merch challenge stuff today and now I'm supposed to do this stuff on Scamp Hour and I don't wanna do this. Like, there are so many opportunities. I do, I, the go-to site for me, and you can always, of course, you know, go to you know, what's popping on Reddit. You can look at Google Trends. I like yahoo.com. I don't know if it's because I'm 42 and that's, you know, Yahoo was big when we grew up. Uh, but Yahoo, in my, in my opinion, has kind of a good slice of politics, world news, sports, pop culture. Like if you just kind of skim the Yahoo front page like once or twice a day, you'll kind of know what's going on. You won't be as in depth. You won't be like way in the weeds or anything, but like you'll know TikTok exists, right? You won't be like, what TikTok kind of thing. Uh, you kind of get a little bit of, of everything. So then you can say, oh, the, it, your eye or your brain will start catching up. Like, hey, there's a lot of talk about this. There's a lot of talk about this. You know what? Maybe, maybe I should make a coloring book about, you know, this kind of thing. Maybe I could, maybe, maybe there's something here. Maybe this is going to be something big and you can start placing bets, right? So if you don't want to like just go all in on yourself, I mean, most of what I write is around Amazon and self-publishing and, and like creative marketing uh, kind of ideas. You could certainly say, you know what? I'm not an expert in home brewing, but I see the trends. I'm not an expert in home growing, but I see the trends. I'm not an expert in, I mean, like right now with COVID stuff, I mean, like there's going to be another pandemic, right? So you can stop and look, all right, what did parents of school children need during the last pandemic? Can I create, uh, you know, KDP type materials specifically marketed towards parents who are doing homeschooling for the first time? That's going to be a big market. Is it going to be as big as, as sports cards or National Basketball Association? No but it's going to be big enough to put a lot of, have a lot of sales come through your KDP account. And then you're, you're pivoting onto like what's happening in the world. So you can go and find people who are tweeting, parents who are tweeting, oh, first time homeschooling, I don't know what to do. Hey, I can help you. I've got some answers for that because I'm going to brand myself as a homeschooling expert. And I mean, honestly, the homeschooling one is, the more I think about it, it makes me want to get, get into it more. I homeschool my kids. And I'm like, so I, I feel I have, I know what homeschool parents need. So I can answer those questions. And if I have a backup catalog of all of these you know, resources, whether they're mine or, or someone else's or a blend, right? Uh, I have a place to send people on Amazon. They can buy products where I make royalties or earn commissions. And I spend all my time doing things that I like and having fun. Uh, you know, there, there's so many options. That, that's what I worry. People are going to listen. They're going to be like, but, but Andy told me to, to be a private label seller in the FBA. And, and what about wholesale? Like, guys, there's, there's a lot of options out there. Uh, I like making sure that people at least know about the options, understand how they can apply them. But I also want to give people permission to say, okay, that's great, Chris, but I don't care about KDP. If that's you, that's okay, guys. Please, please understand as, as hype as we are for KDP, and we're all using it. It's okay if you don't use it, if you are already in your lane. So don't take my uh, enthusiasm and say, oh, I should be doing that if you're already in your lane. I want to make sure everybody has that kind of disclaimer maybe. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because, uh, yeah, Chris, you said, you know, Amy and I are, are super uh, shiny object people too, right? And well, it's always a huge struggle, especially when I was doing print on demand. You know, when, it, when I first started, I just started getting into it a couple months ago. You know, I'd known about it for a while. I put a few shirts up, didn't touch it. You know, I was like, ah, you know, whatever. And then uh, the COVID stuff started happening and then all that stuff started, you know, picking up. And I was like, ah, you know, let's give it another try. 
And um, I was getting to the point where I, I had a VA and I literally would just go say, all right, do that. You know, I, I uh, did a loom video, got a process going. It took me like, a, you know, four hours, if not less, handed it off to her. And like every day I have new designs popping up and like my catalog went from nothing to like hundreds of items, you know, extremely quickly. And if you're new, if you know what you're doing, even a little bit with, with ads or with giveaways, things like that, like you can get successful really quickly. Um, I see the one funnel away challenge in the background there. If you guys want to learn about oh, yeah. some of the stuff Chris is talking about with giving stuff away, Russell Brunson is the king of that. Um, he's got so many cool tactics. I mean, the way he got click funnels to be click funnels is by giving away free content, you know, in the, in the written form, in the video form, in the, in the webinar form, you know, and then, and then he would sell click funnels in the book and he, you wouldn't need click funnels, but he would show you how it was an essential part of the journey to sell something. Um, so, you, so it's kind of like giving, uh, uh, education, but also offering a tool along with that education. Um, and like you were mentioning, that's a, a winning technique. Also, if you can pair a great Kindle, uh, book with a physical product, I mean, that's just gold because you're automatically building in that sale, like you were talking about, you know, building a, you know, car enthusiast. Imagine if you had, um, you know, you sold like, uh, you know, I forget what the aftermarket, uh, air intake thing is called, but like, imagine if you wrote a book, like, you know, how to, how to build or, or how to increase your horsepower by, you know, 10, uh, without, you know, changing your engine. And then you talk about how oh, to flow master. The flow flow master. master. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, imagine a flow master gave away a free book where you have to use flow master products, but like, here's how you do it. And if you want a shortcut, here's the product that you just bolt on and you get the same thing. It'll take you 10 minutes instead of, you know, 10 hours uh, to get this 10 extra horsepower. Like that's where you get some real magic in terms of kind of pairing those two things. And uh, I love that you're doing that because I think that is a, is a, a, a winning proposition. Um, any other kind of tips, tactics in terms of like marketing, um, you know, KDP, a ton of people that I do know who've tried KDP, they get the book up and then it just sits there. It's the same thing with private label, right? If you don't know what you're doing in terms of launching marketing, getting the word out, uh, it's going to be wasted time. So any tips on, on, you know, the marketing or, uh, you know, you're talking about giveaways. I think that's a great one, but so many people, people are so used to giveaways and free stuff. Now there's gotta be some kind of di uh, differentiation in terms of giveaways and things like that. I love that you're going high value. You know, you're selling your book for a hundred bucks. So the perceived value is so much higher than if you're trying to the other route where people are like, Oh, it's a 99 cent book, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> 99 cents. People are like, well, you know, that's like a, that's like a PDF. I can get that on LinkedIn. Somebody will post that on LinkedIn, you know, like the, the perceived value isn't there. So any tips in terms of, of the marketing and kind of getting the word out? Oh, of course. And I think you're, you're prefacing so many things. Like you're setting me up for like super, super easy answers here. <laughs> uh, because you just said like, no one wants the PDF, right? But I am actually collecting ads. Like, so when I see a good ad, I'll, I'll save it on Facebook and I'll take a screenshot of it. And I've got, tons of them of people who are offering their free book and they have a picture of a physical book but it's digital it's a download it's because it's because they work because people are like ooh, an actual book interested and then they it's kind of a little bait and switchy little click baby and they get this pdf download but why are they doing that because people want physical books having a physical product has been historically prohibitively either complicated or expensive you have to buy a thousand copies personally and then keep them uh, or like they, they just didn't exist as in the way that they do now as easy as it is. Uh, so people don't know about it and they're not using it. So it's, it's important to understand. I really wish they taught more psychology through high school uh, to where you understand the customer and what they want and what they value. And yeah, I think you should write. 
long books. And what you're describing was education marketing. So like, I don't just try to tell you that like, just buy this. No, I'll teach you what you can learn in this book. But this is, this is like setting up passive income. And people don't like that idea because yeah, it, it's easy to see like, oh, I wrote this book and Chris Green did this. This, this was work. This was a lot of work. A lot, a lot, a lot. This is front loading the work. This is setting up the potential to have passive income. Uh, but I think people should think about, because then you're asking for marketing tips and I'm, 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 bringing the, I'm bringing it all together here. I think that Merch by Amazon and KDP work really well as like step number three. Step number three is now you have a monetization vehicle, if that's what you want to call it. You have a place on Amazon that you can direct people to where they trust it. They know what they're going to get. They're going to put their credit card in. And when that happens, you are going to get money and not have to do any work. The other stuff is the beginning, right? So over here. And the first step, first step that people forget. People are like, Let me, give me steps two and three. First step is most important. Nothing works without it is you have to have a good product. You have to have a good book. You have to have a good item that you're selling on Amazon. It has to be good. It can't just exist. You have to have a good kitchen utensil set, right? Not just the cheapest kitchen utensil set because I'm not buying the cheapest of anything, right? Have to have a good product. And then the last piece, you have to have, uh, or you have that monetization method through Amazon. The middle piece is where there's so many variables and everybody wants the secret sauce. There's no secret sauce. This is the middle. This is get attention. Get people to care about your product. Interact as a real human on, on LinkedIn, right? Interact as a real human on uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on in Facebook groups. Go in and answer people's questions as an expert without trying to pitch and sell everything. People can get to know you. It's like, that's the guy. He knows everything there is to know about Flowmaster. That guy, you must be like, there, there is someone out there who knows more about Flowmasters than anybody else out there. And then he just went on the internet. He would get followers. He would get, you know, there's, there's work behind it. You have to actually post those pictures on Instagram. You have to actually go in and answer people's questions without knowing if it's going to actually lead to anything. But it's, that's kind of the secret, I would say, is you can re reply to people's questions on open forums and on social media. Everybody else sees it, not just that one person. You're not just replying to emails. You're replying to everybody. Everybody can see, man, my man Andy's like so helpful. He like always you know, answers people's questions in the ClickFunnels group. You would get followers who are from the ClickFunnels community if you answer questions in the ClickFunnels community. So if that's your community, you want to sell marketing, you want to have a podcast that you want to, you want people who are into funnels and, and marketing to listen to, go into their community and be helpful. But don't go in there and just try to spam and like, oh, by the way, I got a podcast, you should come over here. One of the best things I saw, it was right after, so it was not the last event, but the one before that where I got my Two Comic Club award. And then people, there was someone saying, hey, I would love to interview anybody uh, who's doing Two Comic, who got a Two Comic Club award. So I responded to him. Turns out it was, it was a little reverse funnel. He was like, he was looking for clients who, because he was like a, a kind of a wealth investor or something. So he was like, well, anybody that got a two comic club award, they might be a good potential client. So he built a podcast around interviewing successful marketers with two comic club awards. And then on the back end, he didn't do it like on the show. Like he did it well, right? Like I'm, I'm not faulting him for it. But on the back end, it was like, you know, if you, if you, I got a bunch of money in the bank and you, uh, you know, I, I've got some plans over here. Like it was, it was well done, but he did it the slow way. He didn't, he had no guarantees anything was going to happen. So it's that middle one. It's getting attention. It, it's marketing. I, I love education marketing. I kind of did that by accident with scam power, right? I was just going to teach people retail arbitrage. If you want to use scam power, great. Uh, but it, it works for everything. Just teach people how to use your product, how to get the most out of your product, how to make money with your product. Uh, and then if they want to use your product, that's great. But if they don't, it doesn't matter because it's not caught. You didn't invest in all those books and you're not shipping any orders. You just point them over there. And if you're a real person who provides real value, they're going to want to buy your book. I have people who buy my book, never open it. 
And I'm like, why? Why don't you open it? It's like, no, I just bought your book because, you know, you answered so many of my questions. Like, I kind of felt bad. Like, so I wanted to buy something. They want, it, it's, this is like the psychology part. They want to spend money. I meet people at events. I'm sure this happened to you. You've gone to an event. People say, hey, I've, I've watched your show. Like, hey, can I buy you a beer? Like, hey, let's, you know, come out. Like, dinner's on me tonight. And you're like, why? Like, I can buy my own dinner. It's because you've given them value in some other way. And this is how the law of reciprocity kicks in and they want to give back. And I, I learned this the hard way because they used to say, no, that's cool, man. I, you know, I'm out of town. I'm on expenses. I can buy my own beer. It's good, man. Like I was actually turning down their thank you. Right. So now I, I didn't realize that. Now I'm like, yes, absolutely. You know, like I'm, I'm glad that's how they are saying thanks. And I'm more than happy to let them say thanks that way. But it, it took me a while to kind of understand that. Yeah, that's outstanding. I, I love all that. And uh, one of the things that, that uh, Amy and I, uh, always kind of harp into is building an audience, right? Like you said, like helping people build the audience. Once you build an audience, you can sell anything, right? I mean, because now people know you, they trust you. And, um, and they are, you know, like you said, they're so grateful for the free help because you're not asking for anything up front. You're providing value up front and then providing them, not forcing them, not telling them they have to, but then also providing, you know, hey, and if you want something extra that I've put a lot of work into, here's this or whatever. Um, and, and I agree with you completely um, that it is, it is strange to have people come up to you and recognize you, at least when you're first starting out and, and offer you things like it, like you said, at first, you're kind of like, no, no, no. Like, this is just what I do, you know, but then <laughs> you're right in the, ter in terms of that's their way of, of saying thank you and wanting to spend some time. A lot of times people just want to, they're like, I like this dude's awesome. I just want to hang out with him and, and, you know, interact with him in person. Cause I've heard him on all these podcasts or seen all these YouTube videos or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I think that, 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 that's an awesome thing to, um, you know, to, to participate in. I, I love hanging out with, you know, when I go to some of the Amazon seller conferences, it's just so fun. And, um, some of the other uh, fun things is just hanging out with, um, for me, like a lot of the other software providers, right. Even though like technically they're competitors and things like that, like it's just so fun to sit around and talk shop because it's so amazing how similar all of those people are who are in that room with you. Right. Because they've got a similar path and all that kind of stuff. So it's really fun to, uh, to, to do that. I'm an introvert. I have a really hard time being around a ton of people. I get super burned out when I go to conferences, but I would say you have to at least go to one to really just, uh, you know, kind of absorb some of this stuff. I know right now with the COVID, it's, it's, it's a lot harder to do, but once this dies down, hopefully, you know, sometime next year that, you know, if there, if you have an opportunity to go and interact with other people, um, highly suggest uh, that you guys do that in person. It's, it's such a cool experience on that note, Chris, uh, you know, Amy and I are very like, we're always learning, right? ABL, always be learning. <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm always listening to Audible. You know, if I, if I like get suggestions, like I love the podcast. I love asking this question because it always like kind of, uh, tunes me into to maybe something I haven't heard of, but like, what are your favorite books, podcasts, motivational materials? I especially am super into self-development, like anything that you can share, uh, with the audience that that's made a big difference. You already shared, um, I can't remember the name of the book, but I, I already added it to my list that margins, um, higher margins, anything else that you really are, are, are kind of studying right now and feel like it's making a big impact in, in what you're doing. I mean, you caught me a little off guard with that question. Cause I, I, I got the audible account. I actually, I, I can't add audible books from my phone or something like I have to actually go to audible.com. So I'm really? on, on Amazon and I have like, I always have extra credits. So I, I'm like, oh, I need to actually listen to these things. I need to actually listen to them. I mean, I did read Atomic Habits. I thought that was really useful, especially habit stacking. Um, because I don't know if this is a common thing for Amazon sellers or, or just the entrepreneurs. You know, like, like fitness, like kind of staying in shape and like getting up and moving. So I've actually stacked. I actually bought a recumbent bike so that I could stack 
playing video games with, uh, with exercise. Cause I had a rower and you had to use your hands and it was just torture for me to do like, like even 30 minutes of cardio. So now I'm knocking it out. I'm playing my video games, but like I'm, I'm dripping with like, I'm getting my cardio in. It's, it's great. And I learned that from, from atomic habits. Uh, but honestly, when I'm in the car, I, I listen to nothing. No radio, no YouTube videos, no nothing. And I find it's like where people think in the shower, they had a best, great idea in the shower. I had this such, such a good idea as I was going, I was, I was falling asleep, laying in bed. And it's because all the distractions are gone and your brain can like start to think and process things. So I, I do that in the car and I actually, I keep my phone with me and I'll turn on the little voice recorder because if I try to write it down, I'm like, no, it's not going to work. So I'll just, I'll just keep kind of notes uh, doing it that way. And I think more people should do that because I know a lot of times you get in the car, you blast the radio, you do all the stuff. I think just being alone with your thoughts, letting your brain process things uh, can actually lead you some, it, it, honestly, for me, it's led to some very creative marketing ideas where I'm like, oh, for Pete's sakes, we could do this and this and that. You have to, it, your, people's, your brain is more powerful than I think we give it credit for to you know, create uh, or come up with creative ideas, but you have to, you have to let it do that. I, I haven't got much into meditation, um, but I've, I've been kind of looking at that for that kind of, for that benefit, for that aspect of it. Uh, but I think, yeah, people should be looking for like kind of internally and be like, what do I want to do? It's, it's a little bit of a curse that we have where you have options, right? And I want people to also know it's okay to switch. Like you can say, I like FBA, but I mean, this KDP stuff really sounds like it's right up my alley. It's okay to leave stuff in the past and, and move on to something else where I think historically that's not really been the case. Like you got a degree in this. You should like, like you should pursue it. Like, yeah, I got a degree in it, but I don't care about it anymore. Like I'm not gonna make myself miserable because I, I just chose a degree, you know, I, I can change my mind. I want people to be able to change their mind, yeah, but not hastily, right? Like make sure that it makes sense. We, we have the ability to taste so many different things these days. And it's almost like there's too many choices. So we get a little overwhelmed. Uh, but yeah, I, I think people should have an audible account and actually use it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great point. And, and uh, I love that. Cause I, I, I do that a lot too, because my wife is one of those person, people who loves the, the, the noise in the background and I can't stand it, especially now that I have three kids, <laughs> like whenever yeah. I get just any type of quiet, it's like magical. So it's funny. I do the same thing. I remember, uh, God, what was it like six months ago or even a year ago now driving down from, I went from Northern California down to Southern California, like 12 hours straight drove overnight because Neil Patel was having this uh, thing and I'd just come back from uh, speaking at a uh, conference in the Midwest. I was like, dude, I, I can't miss this. Like, it's going to be epic. That's why we ended up getting Neil Patel on the podcast, which was a huge win. Uh, that's a win yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go listen to it. It's a, it's a really good one. But, um, you know, on that trip down, I did, I like, as I was uh, driving down, I just had the radio off and exactly what you said, I just came up with some of the best ideas I'd had in forever and then I just use my voice recorder and just, you know, voice recorded it. And then you can pop that into to Google Docs and get it translated or one of the other, you know, voice translation things and put it in the text form and then go back to it. And uh, that that's also a really great tip. And I, and I love that. Um, you know, there's so much noise in the world now. It is good to get some some quiet time. So um, that's just as good as, uh, as a, uh, you know, book or a podcast <laughs> suggestion wise. Nobody's really given us that suggestion, uh, but it's a great one. All right, Chris. So we've come to the point where, um, you know, we want people to be able to reach out to you and get help with any of this stuff. So let, let people know where they can find you, what you're up to now, anything you're in the, in the process of working on that you want to share. Um, let our listeners know. Oh, piece of cake. I mean, it's chrisgreen.com. I, I kind of accidentally, I wear the shirt all the time. It's actually kind of a little, a little trick if people don't know. You can put an m.me slash your Facebook page or your Facebook profile name. And this will work. If you actually type this in, it'll open up Facebook Messenger to your page or profile 
and send you a message. So you can use it for business. You can use it for personal. I, I put on a shirt so I can go to an event. Uh, but I'm pretty easy to put these to find. I have, have been uh, kind of obsessed with challenges lately. And just as you're saying, like, it's almost like you need the, the quiet car challenge, right? Like turn off your radio for a week and let's see what happens challenge. And it's a, I think it's one of the best, easiest ways to get people to kind of accomplish simple goals. So we do a merch challenge. Uh, of course, at merchchallenge.com. It's probably, it's probably gonna be my flagship place to get people started, right? Like that's where people need to get started so they can actually see a little bit of an accomplishment and then get into some creative marketing strategies. Because as, as cool as that is to talk about, if you don't have any like landing pages to send anybody to, you could actually do yourself a little bit of a disservice by getting so much attention. And people are like, and, I, and I'm a, a great example of this. People are like, hey, can I hire you for coaching or consulting? And like, I don't have a place for them to go, right? Someone says, I want to hire you, 5,000 bucks. I'm like, um, I guess, PayPal, like you can't go to my website and hire me. Uh, so, you know, like do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. There's so much like kind of good advice out there. Uh, but you could get these pages and, you know, and then you can, uh, get attention and, and spend your time helping people. I mean, what a good business to be in. What business are you in? Oh, I help people on the internet. You make money doing that? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, <laughs> you could totally set yourself up to do that around anything. And, and you know, if anything, I would say, like, like I help, I give people confidence. And uh, I, can, I often feel I give people permission to, to do things, which I think sounds kind of silly. But I realize that it works. Ultimately, I feel that I sell emotion. I make people feel confident. I make people feel they can move forward on these things. And if that's what someone's maybe lacking, then maybe I have something I can do to, to help them. Uh, I'd love to find a way like we could collab and, and, and do some kind of challenge that would help all the listeners here. Maybe that's something else we can work on. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty easy to find. You, you, can, <laughs> you can Google me. Awesome. Hey, Chris, thank you so much. And guys, thank you so much for listening to Sell uh, Roundtable. If you guys haven't done so already, we really appreciate you guys leaving a review, uh, leaving us some feedback. Even if it's not uh, positive, we still like that feedback to know, you know, where we're, uh, where, where we're doing good, where we're failing. Um, also, if you, if you guys could, you know, let your friends know if you've gotten any value from this. We really appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much. And if you don't join us live, you're missing out because we're going to stop the recording here. And then uh, people who have joined us live get to, to ask Chris questions. You know, so instead of paying him that $5,000 for the consulting, you get it for free here. You know, we, we're kind of doing a little workaround for Chris's high, high dollar. That's a good deal. Yeah. So join us live, guys, 1 p.m. Pacific on uh, Tuesdays, uh, sellroundtable.com forward slash live. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Sell Roundtable. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at SellerRoundTable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.